I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Alright guys, um, welcome along tonight to... Sunday night's edition of uh, The Gallant Few. My name's Craig, I'll be your host tonight. Um, I'm going to be joined by three absolute experts um, in the world of <laughs> Rangers Football Club. Um, I'll just go along and introduce everybody. And, um, tonight should be a, a pleasant viewing um, after what's been a, a, a pretty enjoyable weekend for, for Rangers Football Club. So, uh, first of all, Colin, how's your weekend been, bud? Best weekend I've had in a long time. And in fact, I've still got this chest infection and sound as if I've just tanned 40 fucking Benson and Hedges. And it's still the best weekend I've had in a long time. Tells you everything you need to know about yesterday's game. Right. Um, and Mason, uh, you're looking like you've got a bit of a pretty decent smile on you tonight, buddy. Um, is that just the football or is there other stuff happening down in London just now? Just the football, mate. It's a. Uh... Been, yeah, I was speaking to Colin sort of up there and said, felt like I've been super negative the last couple of weeks. There ain't been much to be positive about, but I think yesterday, you know, we're going to come to it, was a, the best performance we've had this season. So, yeah, looking forward to tonight, that's for sure. Amazing. Um, and we've got our uh, man from the, the continent, uh, David Tomlinson. Davy, how's, how's your weekend been, bud? Like, uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> no, brilliant, good weekend. Have a beautiful weather here. We are up to 23 degrees, sitting out in the garden in the sun. Brilliant. And then Saturday happened. Brilliant. I just feel like everybody in as well. See, the, we've got a WhatsApp group, and every single weekend, Davey's talking about this barbecue and that barbecue and it's just really <laughs> bizarre uh, like coming to the, the area that I come from there's certainly no barbecues happening here um, <laughs> but aye um, right, we'll, we'll start we'll just get right back into it um, so um, I'm not going to lie this weekend I was going to Ibrox and I was a wee bit um, t- 
To say I was concerned uh, would be putting it mildly um, after the kind of running results and probably more importantly the, the performances because we've had some big big teams that have been playing recently but um, it was probably more the the, the, the performances um, that I was worried about and we all know what it can be like against Aberdeen it can be a, a really um, tough game with a, with a team that will fight like every position you can be playing against players that you've never heard of with Aberdeen and they seem to make a name of them, a name for themselves by playing against Rangers and um, there's obviously been a lot of concerns about mentality and desire to fight whether the players have been wanting to fight for the, the team, the manager, um, there's been a lot of questions. Um, so I think it was it was fair to say that we'd have been probably a vast majority of Rangers supporters going into this game at Ibrox a wee bit worried. Um, and on the 21st minute, we had a big problem with um, a goal coming. It, it kind of came from the right-hand side again, which has been a kind of reoccurring theme. Um, this season. Um, just before that we'd had Ridvan um Yelmaz come off, which I was absolutely devastated about. Like he, he looked as if he was like on a game. Um and it's just like the complete Rangers way just now where somebody starts getting into a game and then bang, they're out. And it was that old faithful after the game, Giovanni from Broncos saying it's a couple of weeks, which basically means I think he's now getting fed up with saying after the World Cup because that's basically what it is. Um, but Colin, I was sitting at Ibrox and, you know, I looked around and um, as soon as that goal went in, and I, and I thought that it was going to be a, I mean, we were kind of, there was a few few kind of big name Rangers sports talking about, like, Ibrox possibly turning toxic when, when and if Aberdeen scored against us. And that wasn't the case. It seemed to galvanise the support. I know there was a bit of silence at the start, but I think that that was helped by the team because the, the team completely did not do what they've been doing the whole season. Where they actually they actually got on the front foot immediately after Aberdeen scored against us. I I think yeah, a big thing that's been labelled to this team, um, the players and the the management is we don't see what they're trying to do or the style of play we're trying to achieve. But I thought for the first 20 minutes, it was clear. Rangers' tactics it was to get the ball, keep possession, but move it quickly. I think we were playing a lot of the similar passes we've been playing the last few weeks, but just that two seconds quicker. Um, it was still the horseshoe, but we recycled the ball back in the centre-half, straight back into the midfield. You could see there was a there was an aggressive set-up uh, back to front for the first 20 minutes. And... That goal absolutely came against the run of play. Um, I we need to do better. Uh, we we switch off and we we don't play the whistle. Um, I'm sure you'll come to that. But um, overall, it, it was against the run of play. Aberdeen won it. So when Rangers did go one 0 down, it wasn't it wasn't as toxic because we 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 seen what Rangers were trying to do. And all credit to the players, they went back on and went on just as it started. Um, it, it, there wasn't a lull, there wasn't a dip, and the fans reacted to that. Um, I, I think over the last few years, there's been like an, an organic relationship um, between the fans and the players where, you know, s something will happen and spark, like it's like a catalyst, um, something will happen on the pitch and the fans will respond and then the players will respond to that. That happened after we went 1-0 down, uh, which was really pleasing to see. 
Yeah, man. Um, Mason, I think I'm probably Lundstrom's biggest uh, cheerleader when it comes to uh, the gallant few. And I've been obviously pretty quiet over the last few months because of his lack of performances. But um, do you know, I had I, it was after the kind of first ten minutes I'd realised that the Lundstrom was actually playing in a more advanced role, um, and that was obviously allowed by um, having Sands playing that kind of holding position um, and I, I think as well we've had players that have been playing holding positions before Sands and having Lundstrom trying to do that but the fact that we've got someone that's a bit more athletic like Sands um, he's able to mix it up instead of like you've got you can like to Davis and stuff we all know what Davis can do um, but Lundstrom from the first few minutes um, every ball was going forward there was there was I think Colin said it there. Yes, there was passes that we've been making weeks, like for the last few weeks, but um, there seemed to be an end product that the, the players in front of him were anticipating passes. He was like, he wasn't settling for a pass back. Um, what did you make of Lundstrom's performance? And obviously, this is taking us up to just before half time as well with the goal. I thought I've seen some of the comments there, people saying who's man of the match, and there was a few. He was my man of the match yesterday. I think I thought he, he set the tempo for the team. I thought he he, he grabbed the, the game by the scruff of the neck, which we, we don't see enough from, from, from Rangers midfielders, especially over the last sort of few months. Um but I think I think you know, with with Gio when he plays the two in there, there's always one that's a little bit, bit like more advanced. I think we've seen the mad thing is he he's he's been paired up with Stephen Davis, and Steve Davis at 38's been the one that's that's, that's been going forward. So um, I think James Sands, though, they complemented each other really well. I thought Sands had an excellent game yesterday. I've been a little bit harsh on Sands this season because going by his, his performances at centre-half, um, which is probably a little bit unfair because he, when he signed, said, I want to play in, in centre midfield. And he's hardly had a go there. So, you know, I'm hoping that, that Ben Davis is, is OK. Obviously, we'll come on to him. But um, I'm hoping that, that him and King can stay there and we keep we build that partnership of, of Lundstrom and Sands. But Lundstrom's got it all. This is the frustration with him. We've seen his, his performances towards the end of last season um, and we see what he's capable of. And he just hasn't been at it for the last the last few weeks. But there was times yesterday when, he, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously grown in confidence. He got the second goal. He's got the, got the game by the scruff of the neck, but he was bursting past the Aberdeen midfielders yesterday, and and, and he set the tone for me with, with a passing forward, um, and and then everyone started playing forward a lot quicker, and that's what can happen sometimes when someone fizzes a few balls. And the big the big one for me yesterday, we wasn't playing balls for the sake of it, just hitting it forward. They were played at pace and they were played with quality, and uh, you know I, I thought that that John Lundstrom, we were all rightly you know criticised in the last last few weeks, um, but he he was he was brilliant for us yesterday, and it was it was needed. Yeah, um, I think he's really like Lundstrom. When we've had really obviously huge amounts of injuries this season, and it's hampered obviously the way that uh, Van Bronckhorst would have been lining up. Potentially, you know, even the Champions League games, like the the, the teams that we are playing, uh, were that we've been putting out, have probably been nowhere near what the team would have been had we not had the injuries. Um, and one of them, obviously, is um, Lawrence. Like Lawrence is, is an obvious goal threat out with the, the 18 yard box. I see when you take him out the team, Lundstrom seems to be the only one that, um, given an opportunity, he will take a shot. Um, out with Kent, but Kent's going to hit like the, the top corner of the Brumland or the Copeland 
nine times out of ten. Um, when Lundstrom takes a shot, you generally know it's going to be on target at the very least. Um, and he, he, hit it, he can hit it with a, with a bit of zing as well. Um, but yeah, see as well, like, see the, the ingredients that, that came in yesterday, it's, it's things that we've been absolutely choking for um, as a support, as a club. But it's, it's things that are really, really basic. I mean, you said it there, playing with pace. Like, see when Rangers slow things down, it turns into that horseshoe. Um, get the ball wide and cross it and um, you pass it a bit quicker, a bit more movement, a bit more aggression, like channel aggression, know the, know the daft stuff that we've seen Lundstrom do um, earlier on in the season, but like channeled aggression, um, like teams out with Celtic um, in this league, I know apologies for mentioning the name, I know I don't like doing that, um, but um, out with that club, um, no other club in Scotland should be able to live with us. Um, and David, I mean, even even going in two one at half time, I was like sitting there going, "This could have been three or four. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Rangers are going to make mistakes. Like genuinely, I don't. I'm not expecting Rangers to go through every game and not make mistakes. Like that that first goal was a mistake. Um, Tav should have not turned his back on the player shouting for. I don't know what he was shouting for. He was shouting, this guy's dived. It's like, right, okay, just go on with it. Um, you seen King, King, like for me yesterday, was, was brilliant, apart from the goal, um, where he got turned inside out. And we've seen, we've seen a similar goal in the 55 season with the four scoring against uh, Welsh. Um, that's what that reminded me of. Um, but yeah, the first half, or the first half, uh, that was my wee boy saying that, by the way, I'd be going half my head. Uh, the first half. Uh, Brought on Bishop Riggs calling, you wouldn't believe that, would you? Um, <laughs> but I. Um, Dragged up, no, brought up, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, see, for me, it was the best first half that I've seen domestically from Rangers um, since last season. What did you think, David? Well, it was, it was like playing with the shackles off, wasn't it? That's the, 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 It looked like they were. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether they've had a word with each other and with Geo, but it definitely looked like they were playing with shackles off. Kent came inside for a lot more. Uh, Sakala was, was come in to when, when the ball was going down the, the left wing, Sakala came in, and when the ball was going down the right wing, Kent was coming in, and that was just uh, I mean, we brought it up last week that Kent was standing with his, uh, with his virtually his hands in his pocket when the ball came down the right hand side. And no, I think that, that, that we had a, a threat from the right hand side and not our field. And hopefully, now we've seen where Tillman's best uh, position is because Tillman was absolutely brilliant as well. He, uh, he was a, a, a big part in the, being able to play the ball forward. And even you, you, you saw with the, um, the Lundstrom goal, it came about because. Uh, Kent lost the ball, I believe, on the corner flag. But Barisic, instead of passing it sideways, he put it straight back to him. And then um, Kent tried to strip McCrory, and McCrory pulled him down. And that that's uh, it was just the speed that Barisic put it back to, to Kent that that actually was uh, caused the goal, and or caused the the the, the, the free kick for the, where the goal came from. And then you've got your big centre half up there, turning the ball back in front of the goal. That was absolutely brilliant as well. 
No, but it's just it, the the great thing was the response from the team. It would have been very easy to go into a shell when they were one 0 down, but they didn't. They responded. They played excellent football. Uh, everything just seemed to click. And then the wee magic man Sakala. I've been saying for months he should get a run in the team, but uh, obviously Gio didn't agree with me. But uh, now, now if he doesn't get a run now after this, if he's dropped for the next game, then uh, <laughs> then I, do, I think I'll I think I'll be going and turning up at Ibrooks and getting Gio. <laughs> right, um, Colin. See, see when we went into the second half um, again. It's the I think it's like the the scar tissue that's left by particular experiences being a, a Rangers supporter um, through games, and you experience things where you're buzzing and you're you're, you're going in uh, ahead against particular teams in their league. Um, and then you come out the second half and it's like a completely different team that you've you've watched and um and you walk away going, it's it's that whole like game of two halves thing. Um and that at half time that was a wee bit of a concern for me that we're going in um we're going in with the tails up, probably could have been three or four, um should have been three or four with the amount of pressure that we put on. Um thinking is this going to be another game where the Rangers team kinda go back in their shell a wee bit, they start doing the tippy-tappy stuff. Um, and yes, there was an opportunity for Aberdeen at the start, um, but Colin, see, see after that opportunity, it was literally one-way traffic. Um, what was what was your kind of um, take on the, the second half? I know that we've got goals to go over and stuff, but um, I think that's a big point, like mentality for this Rangers team, that there's been a lot of questions about starting games. Um, like with pace um, or intensity, there's been dropping off. There's been scoring or coming back into a game and then not going for the going for the throat. Um, and we seem to do every single part of that, um, particularly in the second half. We did, and I don't think um, they will disagree with me. I, I, I thought we were excellent in the second half. Um, bar that blip where we did concede in the first half, I thought we were excellent for the full game. Um, I had the same concerns as you, Craig, about how does the second half look? How do we match that first half performance? Because we were excellent in the first half, we were. My my overriding thoughts were more along the lines of I think we will have more of the same, but we need to be clinical and take our chances. And we know we've not been great at that. So my worry was that we dominate the game for 30, 40 minutes, don't take the chances in Aberdeen, maybe get an equaliser back. But fair play. Rangers not only kept the, the foot in the throat of Aberdeen, but they took the chances as well. That whole point you mentioned there about the tippy-tappy nonsense that we've seen, um, we don't see that when when this Rangers team fancy themselves. We don't. Um, I think we've we spoke about it in this pod before this season. Rangers are their best. It's a very silly thing, but you see Rangers shooting from outside the box. That's when Rangers are playing well. And that's not the whole... I'm just saying that is yeah. something that points to another few things, but the, the reason I highlight that is when this Rangers team fancy it, they, they, they go down different routes of attacking. They'll use the wide men, they'll cross from deep, they'll play through the channels, they'll try and play the ball into the box, they'll try and shoot from outside the box. It's no the same thing over and over again. They try different avenues, and that's what they've done yesterday. David mentioned Sakala there. Sakala was so direct. 
Um, he was running at the Aberdeen defence, but on the other side, Ken and Barisic were linking up. We didn't try the same thing over and over again. We were trying different things, and it worked for us. Um, and I, I, I really can't fault the performance bar that bar that goal um, in the first half. I, I thought we were excellent. Yeah, um, Mason. I think it was there was a as the the game went on in the second half, there was that inevitability that you knew that we were going to score. Like I started getting a bit buzzed because I was like, this could be a five six as the goals kind of started coming in, and um, obviously because of a mixture of um, decisions getting made, um, penalty misses, um, poor finishing at times from players that we maybe don't expect them to score barrel loads and stuff, but. Um, it could have been, probably should have been, seven or eight. Um, the the goal that Tav scores, um, it, it was like looking back at the, the 55 season, Barisic gets the ball, looks up, pings at the back post and there's Tav knocking in. Um, like, if we can get the guys doing what they've done there on a week-to-week basis, like, you're hitting form that we were hitting back when we were basically leading the leading the charts for the for the, the fifty-five. Um so I run us through that 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 half goal but Yeah it was just frustrating why we haven't seen that more this season, Craig. Like we have said it loads of times, you know, Tavernier hasn't looked right, but he looks he looks fine yesterday. I think that was one of his best performances, probably his best overall ninety minutes. I know he missed the penalty, but um he you know the, the two fullbacks for Aberdeen must have not slept last night. They would have seen Tavernier and Sakala one side and, and, and Kent and, and Barisic the other, they, they just got absolutely ripped to shreds and we haven't done that enough this season. Sakala makes a big difference for us and as frustrating as he is at times, we've said it, you know, I don't think he knows what he's doing himself. He's so direct and I can't knock him for that. Sometimes his final ball and that final bit of quality that this needed from Sakala is not there but one thing that I love about him is his attitude's always spot on and, and I'd much rather see someone like Sakala who gives 100% week in, week out than you know, a Scott Wright or a, you know, a, a Matondo, what I've seen so far. So, you know, the, the goal, Tavernier, it's, it's, a, it's a good, great ball by Barisic, by the way. Um, and, and it's a great leap from, from Tavernier. But again, how, you know, how, how often do we see this from, from Borna Barisic? Yilmaz come in and had a really good game midweek, started well, and then Borna gets his chance again. And then this is what he does, but he needs to, you know, keep up them levels now for the next few games before the, the World Cup. Um, but yeah, it was really good to see what, what what was what I liked yesterday that we didn't see you know at all last week. We were just hitting hopeless hopeless balls into the box. We was getting we was getting bodies in the box uh, yesterday. And um, as you said, Craig, the, the finishing you know again if we're sort of picking anything at it, the fish, finishing at time from Arfield Kent um, really really poor. But um, you know as I said, I think if Tavernier scores a penalty to make it four, and at that time I think we will go, we do go and hit six or seven. I think we were really in the mood. And, um, you know, as you boys have all said, that's the standard now. That that can't drop. And, and as soon as it drops, as a support, they'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll let them know about it. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, by the way, I just want to do like, a wee call at arms, right? See if you're watching uh, today or you're listening to the recording on your lunch uh, this week or whenever, guys, and you're like, do you know what? I quite like what these guys are saying. Like, tell your pals and then we can build up um, a bit of support and then we can start getting this pod making a bit of money, right? So that Colin can pay for us to go and ask the questions at the press conferences, right? Because Even if you don't like it, just tell your pals it's good anyway. Like, you don't need to like it. Just tell Chris it's good. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Was there a bit of disappointment from yourself that we didn't score more, or were you just happy to be seeing Rangers playing that, what Mason was saying there and Colin was saying, it's that free-flowing football with the... You, say, you describe it, don't you, a T-Day, where you say... Shackles are off, and we're basically just playing. Well, I mean, obviously, when when you when you miss, uh, I don't know what your responses are, but mine's are a bit like, um, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so, um, but um, no, well, Sakawa he missed uh, a, a couple of good chances, uh, especially when he was throwing the keeper. That should have been a goal. I mean, he shouldn't have missed that. Uh, Sakawa set Kent up but Kent couldn't get it out his foot I mean all he had to do was tap it into the net but he seemed to get it caught under his feet so I mean that was two certs really that, that should have been in and obviously the penalty so that, there's there's three goals right away that, that, that we should have had but as I say that, that this could have this could have been about 6-7-1 seven, seven, quite easily uh, the way they played and Kent, somebody said, was it because uh, Beal was there uh, that, that Kent played so good? Well, I think that's going a wee bit far. I think Kent played because McCrory's not very good at uh, right back, I don't think. So, uh, I mean, he's, McCrory's not at Rangers anymore because he was a brilliant player. So, he's obviously uh, not up with the big boys. And, yeah, what I think as well is I think... Um, the fact that Sakala and Tillman played so good, uh, 
they were pulling players away from Kent as well, which meant that Kent didn't have two or three players against him. He only had, really, uh, McCrory against him. So, and he obviously whipped McCrory a good few times, so he wasn't uh, frightened to go past him. And I think that's what helped add real a lot. And we were all working for each other. Everything sort of just clicked. Cholak as well, he's certainly learned uh, how to to hold the ball up. And what, what we're all saying is his weak points in the beginning uh, are, are all of a sudden turning into strong points because he's, uh, he's, he's holding the ball up well. And the difference between him and, and Alfie is Alfie comes deep and Cholak, stays a bit, a bit forward and Cholak's really quick at getting in front of the goal. I mean, if you see him, he wins the ball in midfield and then he runs through, he keeps running, he doesn't stop, which gives him chances as well. And one touch into the net. If Alfie's only got one touch, then it's normally a, a trickler past the post or whatever. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going off the Alfie bus and jumping on the Cholak bus at the moment, uh, if he keep, especially if we keep scoring the way he's scoring and linking up play the way he's linking up. So I think that helped Kent a lot, and I think that's a, a big thing. Yeah, we just all, they all played good. Tillman, uh, everybody in the front line played good. That's, uh, and when you're when you're pushing teams back, and the, the thing is, we just played with far more fight, far more... Uh, Want to want to get forward, and and that's 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 what the way it, it, it panned out. We pushed Aberdeen back, and as I say, it could have been seven one quite easily. Yeah, um, see, I wanted to touch on this. This I said this right away when we were when the when the decision was getting made, when VAR was getting watched for the for the penalty calling. Um, seeing any job right where you are under a kind of performance review or something is highlighted that you you don't do right and then the following week it gets highlighted to you again and your whole company see it you start becoming quite embarrassed and you start getting a wee bit worried that your bosses are going to be like mm, mate you're not doing your job here right see the, see the penalty that was given uh, at Tynecastle last week through VAR with Nick Walsh it was as stonewall a penalty as you're ever going to see, right? And then literally yesterday, it wasn't just a handball. The ball actually rolled up the guy's arm and he flicked it. And he was right in front of him. He was doing a fucking basketball trick, wasn't he? <laughs> I was just waiting for him to spin it. It's, it's like, you know what I mean? Um, the, see, VR, I've, I've always looked at VAR from the perspective of the fan of a club that you always think if only VAR was in that you would get that decision but see when it's when you start looking at it and you, you have personalities like Nick Walsh where I've always had concerns over Nicholas right um, there's other referees where I have concerns over them um, it starts becoming where you go by the way when, when, at what point did their bosses actually go right well that's, that's too clear as day decisions that you've got wrong that if far weren't, and because see if we don't see if we don't get that penalty right, um, the ascendancy maybe doesn't go our way in another universe. Last week, the ascendancy maybe doesn't go their way. They maybe lose the goal. You lose points, and ultimately, people could potentially lose their jobs out of it. Um, it's 
it's massive to me actually. Like, I, I know I went on a bit of a tangent there, but it's, it's food for thought. No, I, I think you're spot on, Craig. Um, it's. I was actually on another pod, the fourth official, the day, and we were we were talking about the exact same thing. Um, you know what? Right? <laughs> I know, mate. Hey, listen, they've got a Patreon now. I'd work street corners for a fucking two pound a month, man. Never mind what I do for on a podcast. Um, no, but me and Gary were talking about that length as well. See what you said there about performance management. We don't have that in Scotland for referees. We don't. If if a referee has a bad game, then they're just they're demoted to the the lower league for a week and then brought back up as if nothing ever happened. There's there's no mechanism in place for somebody to go and highlight what went wrong, helping them get better, educating them or managing them out. Like it, we don't have that. And what that leads to is just an absolute cycle of no capability um, or substandard capability in Scottish referees. The problem we now have is with this new technology, it's still the same idiots um, that's, that's using the, the technology to make these decisions. So it, it will it will help them to a certain degree, but you still need to be capable enough in the role to, to take full advantage of it. And until we get better refs in Scotland, and I'm no one for let's go and get somebody from fucking Georgia or Italy or go and get foreign rest because that's just a, a temporary measure. We need, we need to get better at managing the referees and getting them up to the correct performance because, ah, it's a hard job, X, Y, and Z. But it's a grander game, at least in the top flight. Ah, it's, there's, a, there's a lot <laughs> a lot more difficult gigs you can get for that money. Do you know it's also come in as well? See, see the the see if a referee referees a match on a Saturday now. They obviously they can do that. They get paid for that, and now because VAR is in, they can actually do the VAR on the Sunday as well. So they're actually increasing their, their income as well. Um, by this, I heard that last week, which boggles my mind. The guys like Nick Walsh, who let's let's be clear, that guy never played football when he when he was in school. Do you know what I mean? He was one of the rugby players. That you were like, mate, gonna just go and play rugby, mate. Uh, he would be the one you would stick in goals. Do you know what I mean? The wee gimpy one. The wee gimpy one. <laughs> yeah, wee gimpy Nick Walsh. That is that such a bad. good, <laughs> such a good uh, anecdote. It really is. Um, should have named the pod that. I played that back in my head there. See, see, every six years' time, that's, that's definitely going to come up near the record or something, isn't it? Aye, the more. I'm going to sell it to him for 50 quid, that story. <laughs> Can I ask Mason a question? Uh, Mason, you, you watch a lot of English football. The refs are professional in England. Are they any better than the refs in Scotland? Because they're professional. Without that, it's, it's, it's not. And they, it's, it's hard to kind of judge VAR in Scotland at the minute because it's only been in for, for what, two weeks, three weeks. And um, But what I noticed with, with Nick Wolf's Craig is he's not a very good ref anyway and that's that's being claimed but what we're going to see is we're going to see referees relying on VAR a lot more they're not going to give decisions like straight away yesterday um which is frustrating because it was as we've all said it was a stonewaller where I think in England when I watch it they're they're a lot quicker um but they've you know they've got a different type of VAR as well I think but don't don't forget when they first got VAR there was a lot of teething problems as well and and every country is going to be the same so maybe it'd be better to judge it in six months time but I do think you know, full-time referees is, is of, of you know, if you're full-time at your job, naturally you're going to be better at it than someone that's part-time. That's just, that's just the way it goes. 
Yeah. Um, Davey, see, obviously you watch it from the, the telly um, because logistically you can't get to, to iBooks and just yeah. jump on a yeah. bus or a they're, they're, they're still working in my private jet. Aye. <laughs> Again, guys, we need the funds to get Davey over here. Uh, really <laughs> I'll set up a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that um, watching the game in, in, on the telly gives you a better can give you a better perspective sometimes than, than when you're at the game. Um, for talking sake, you've you've spoke about Tillman, mate. Um, see, during the game, when I was watching it, I was I was actually at points getting infuriated because of like I was talking to Chris on the phone after the game, and it's the the kind of it's the meaner they kind of just walks about. Do you know who he reminds me of massively? Morris Edu, like the way that he kind of just jogs about and nothing's a hassle and. It, like if I get the ball, I'll, I'll get it. If I don't, then I'll, it's all right. Um, and, and as a Rangers supporter, you want to be seeing people going in 100% for tackles, sprinting for the ball. Um, logistically, that's a big word, Craig. I, it, it is Teddy Bear. Uh, again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm from Bishop Riggs, I'll have you know. Uh, very well educated. Um, but um, see Tillman, when you watch the game back, yeah, you see the, the the movement that the guy was making yesterday for the passes. He was finding himself in space that um, it seems to be only Tillman that's able to do that. He gets the ball, maybe not to the same extent as Aribo, but players really, really struggle to get the ball off him. Um, he seems to be able to do things that other players in the, the squad or the team aren't able to do. Um, opens up defences. We were kind of... People were saying that they are like <clears throat> doing things like when Rangers are on it, Rangers do things differently. And Tillman was doing things that was different yesterday. Um, from the stand, I wasn't really seeing it until I watched the game back, mate. Um, obviously, you were talking Tillman up. Was it pretty apparent for you, like throughout the game, that Tillman was on it? Well, I, I mean, I think from overall that Tillman's. Uh, looked a good player, a good talent. Sometimes, see, I think that there are players that do look lazy, but they're not really. But they've just got so much skill that it make it look, they make it look easy what they're doing. Another thing I'll say as well, uh, it was terrible last week with the Livingston goal. The the way they tried to get back uh, was absolutely shot. Because Tillman, Tillman was just jogging. Uh, at a, a snail space to get back, and that's and it was the same with Tavernier. If you look at Taver, the, the Aberdeen goal yesterday, the pace at Tavernier and Tavernier actually slowed down instead of sprinting harder, he actually slowed down. So I think this is a thing that that's that needs to be looked at with Rangers because they they, they don't seem to burst a gut, and that's we've, we've been saying that yesterday. Was okay, great going forward, but then then you've got incidents as well where Tavernier, uh, the ball comes through a, a ball through inside Tavernier, and uh, the King goes to pick him, the guy up, the guy turns King inside out. But seeing the time that King was getting turned inside out, Tavernier could have been behind the ball again, but he didn't, and he ended up having to tackle for the guy from the back. Because because he didn't burst a gut, and he didn't even have to burst a gut. If he'd have put on a bit of speed, he would have get back. And that's that's the thing I think Rangers need to look at, at getting back. If you watch other, if you watched um, 
Napoli the other night. Just watch the speed they get back behind the ball. It's, it was just unbelievable. And that's where we're lacking. And that's where probably uh, if we don't buck up, then probably Tuesday night, well, that's probably going to cost us as well. If we don't, if we're not getting right behind the ball and as soon as we've lose, lost it, then uh, I'm, I'm afraid Ajax will be chasing shadows as well there. So that, that for, that's for me a big problem. But till, with, with Tillman, I think he's got plenty of talent. Uh, I think a lot that he's, he, he just looks lazy, but his, uh, his movement probably off the ball was probably actually very good. And uh, no, the, the guys, and don't forget, he's only 21. He's, a, he's still a young kid and uh, he's still got a lot to learn. And th- this is his first year and uh, really in the top team. So that's, uh, I mean, he played seven games for Bayern or something like that, but uh, coming on as a sub, but that's that, that's not going to, that's not making you a top player yet. Yeah. Uh, the thing is as well, he's doing things, I was just thinking there as well, see with the movement, <clears throat> because he's so discreet with what he's doing, he's maybe not getting picked up as well, as well by the, the, the defenders. So the fact that he's not like a hundred percent all the time does it probably is a benefit to that kind of movement and finding space. But the thing is with his vision as well, Craig. See, see, there's a lot of players that would have taken the ball into the area for the first goal, Chalwax goal, and they would have blasted it past the post or over the bar. And it's not the first time Tillman's done it. But I think he's given Kevin Chalwax a couple of goals uh, where he's where he's crossed it over to him. But the vision to, to keep knowing where, where Cholak was and give him a perfect pass to his, to, that he can just slot into the net, that just shows you the skill, the talent that the guy's got. So I think it's a talent to be nurtured. He's 21, he's going to make mistakes. And uh, I mean, yeah, players of 42 still make mistakes. Uh, what have you think in McGregor at Ross County last year? But um no, the, the, I mean, mistakes, you'll make mistakes and uh, Tillman, he's got a lot to learn, he's, as I say, he's only 21 See, just on Tillman uh, I thought yesterday we really played his sense like, so, see the vision for his mm-hmm. run for the first goal a brilliant ball from John Lundstrom and John Lundstrom did not try that pass last week, which has they been helping Tillman, but where I think Tillman really has to buck up and learn is the the dark arts of the game and the rough side of it as well and you're not always going to be afforded the luxury of having the time and space and going in being found with all these passes um, sometimes you need to make things happen and that's probably what we've not seen from yet um, too often uh, the the rough and readiness um, and I'm not going to sign home out too much because so many young players who come through the academy struggle to adapt to that and so many experienced foreign players struggle to adapt to that in the league as well but Davey I totally agree with you. he's a massive talent but if he's wanting to get hit the heights that he has to hit this year at Rangers I think he has to get to grips with that quite quickly I'll just say as well Lundstrom was really good yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Thanks, David. Thank you for bringing that. <laughs> uh, and do you know we came out the night and I was like, ah, Rangers have won four one. We're back. We're we're going to be doing it and all that. We we managed to bring up Ross County last season, 
and we managed to bring up Ajax. Uh, see if we could just pretend that we're only playing Ajax this week, <laughs> and we could just go into next week uh, when we've got Lundstrom. Lundstrom is not going to be able to play um, this week, and um, probably it's an opportunity for us to look a wee bit ahead as well. Um, do we go into the next game, Colin? Absolute full strength, want to like not come out of this group without at least a draw or a win, or is this done? Is it done? Is the Champions League done? We focus on the league completely. Um, I'm not talking about playing like Adam Devine and stuff like that and taking like Tav out, but um, if I'm being, I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to the game, but we're now at a point now where I really want us to completely focus on these three trophies that we can win this season. So. <sighs> I know what you mean. So the, the two questions were: Do we do we go full strength, or do we focus in the league? And I'll be honest: for Tuesday, I think the answer is yes to both. Um, yeah. Staffed as that sounds, I think I, I, I totally agree with you. That this is a dead rubber on Tuesday. We're not going to win five nothing, right? And you know, uh, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, but I don't see that happening. Um, I think if it'll be five one, um, I don't see us no conceding. So I, I think it will be one goal to a shot. But um, at the same time, I find the Champions League games have. I've dropped our confidence, um, and I think when we've played played really poor, it's translated into the league the following week. Um, so I, I, the league is a priority, but I do want to try and build in this momentum. As silly as that sounds, so I wouldn't change too much for Saturday. Obviously, Yilmaz won't be in for Barisic, but other than that, I wouldn't change too much and hope that this this team can give Ajax a game. And even if we do go out and we we play well. See, even if we had the performance like we had at Napoli at home, where it didn't go away on the night, but I, I was quite I was quite pleased with how the players applied themselves, and we we went down to ten men and we just beat off a better team. If this player, if if this team shows a good account of themselves, I think they can take confidence in the next week and build in that momentum. Um, but incidentally, if we play like we played on Saturday, then there's no reason why we can't look to take three points. And it might not get us through. No, it won't, most likely. But I think it will be massive for for Saturday um, if we play well. I actually are crapping it. They took the day off. They took the weekend off. They're crapping it. <laughs> see, see, for end of the rose column, like, if there was ever any opportunity of Rangers getting through in the Europa League, like Colin would be telling us, so see Colin saying it's not happening. Can I caveat this? Can I caveat this? <laughs> see, see, last night on the way home for the game, I was checking, I was checking flights to Budapest for the Europa League final for Edinburgh. Hundred and sixty pound return, folks, for Edinburgh. You go on the Tuesday, come back Thursday night. So, I just need to be honest. Honesty is the best policy, mate. Uh, also, lunacy asylums and stuff like that's. Uh, <laughs> That's maybe something that we need to look at there. Um, but Mason, like going into going into the, the game this this week, can I, Collins just kind of brought it forward to me there. See if we go out there and we don't play a like the strongest team that we've got. We don't win with the same intensity, um, and we we come away from it three or four nil down at half time. Like it's that two steps forward, three steps back thing again. And what I just said there, where there's the hope that we've just turned the corner. 
we won't know if we've turned the corner for another three, four weeks um, where there's a consistency of results and performances that have been put together. Um, if we can go through this next period up until the World Cup with really strong performances and then we've got all these players coming back, we're in a very good position still. Um, like we're, we're, we're ready for battle, basically. Um, but I, if we go out there on, on Tuesday night and, and get battered, it's, there is a concern there that that will then go back into the next weekend. Um, aye, so Collins kind of put us right there. What's your thoughts, Mason? Yeah, you're exactly right, Craig. You know, we all enjoyed yesterday. We enjoyed the weekend. You know, not being ruined by a, by a Rangers result, but you know, the the position is we're still four points behind. We've had a you know shambolic Champions League campaign. With, you know, let's not let's not sort of beat around the bush here. We've got a chance to to just win the game on Tuesday. You know, as as you know, we joke about winning winning five nil, but we put a really poor performance in against Ajax and I think that we 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 need to show we deserve the supporters deserve a performance in this Champions League for 90 minutes we've seen bits and bobs you know but at the end of the day we've had five defeats um so I think if we can finish it off on a high and get, and get three points I know Curry just said there it's worth 200,000 it's worth a lot more than that a win in Champions League I'm sure is closer to 2 million 1.8 million I'm sure it is so you know that that should be a big incentive you know, any anyway, but just again, you know, we took a lot of criticism. Um, you know, say living down in living down near London, um, you know, we, we've been absolutely slaughtered, and, and it's really frustrating because we've we have got a lot of injuries, and, and you know, we can use that. But I think the performances we haven't had enough belief. Um, you know, it, it, you know, in terms of turning a corner, it you know, you're right, Craig. It'll only turn a corner if we go and win every game now between now and the, the winter break. If we can you know, get slaughtered again Tuesday and drop points. We're back to where we was all thinking sort of before kickoff yesterday. So, you know, the, I, I want us to go and get Ajax. I think, I think that, you know, they're vulnerable. They've been absolutely smashed as well since they beat us. Um, they've been, they've been, you know, getting hidings and, 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 you know, we just, we're at home. We're going to have the crowd behind us. Uh, you know, as you said there, John Lundstrom's going to be out. But it's a chance for someone else to come in. And um, I, I want us to go and get us go and get Ajax. I think we were beat before we played them last time. So, um, you know, they, I said we might not get another chance in the Champions League next season. Hopefully, we will. But you know, I want to see that from the players, and I want to, you know, I don't, I don't think we've, we've done ourselves justice. So, I, I want to see that definitely on Tuesday night. Therefore, I mean, you're saying there. See, see, even if we win the league, I really don't mind fucking playing in the Champions League. I want us in the Europa League now. Well, uh, well just on that credit. Just on that though, we're just like we, we can use this as a, a sort of you know a, learn, a tough one, a horrible one for the support. You know that Liverpool result will live with me forever. How I felt at full time it was horrible. But if we get it again next season, it's a learning curve and it's a step up from the Europa League. I hope you know at the minute it don't look like, but the ball go right. We need to invest better than what we have in, in, in the quality if we're going to be in that Champions League. But, you know, we need three or four years consistently in the Champions League. And then I think as a support, we'll start, we'll see the improvements of that. But, yeah, in terms of, of results, Greg, yeah, Europa League, um, you know, confidence-wise, but it's got to be a learning club. We've, we've got to keep on from, from this. Yeah. I mean, like, see what you said there about the feeling, like, see the feeling immediately after the Liverpool game, that stuck with me. So much so that I've watched the highlights of their Leeds game like three or four times on YouTube, like, and like, been like, yes. Like, uh, I absolutely love seeing goals going in against Liverpool now. I wasn't that bothered uh, before we played them, but see now, like, see any team that beats them, I'm like, yes. Um, like, aye. Uh, Davey, you are our 
man in the continent, you're the man in the know when it comes to all things Dutch and German. Um, <laughs> Ajax, are we going to come away for this game with three points? Well, we went went and took uh, three points off uh, PSV, didn't we? So uh, there's there's no reason why we can't. We've we've got to go and we've got to go and attack them. If we don't, if we we stand and watch them playing football the way we did when we went to Amsterdam, then uh, no no chance. But I mean, and I'll I'll say it, I still don't think that Calvin Bassey's a as centre back. I think he's a good left left back. I don't think he's a centre back. And I think if you put their put their defence under pressure, then they, they, they've got um, Daily Blind and, uh, and and Calvin Bassey in the defence. That, that that's not a great defence. I mean, Cal, uh, Blind was a was a, a good player in his day, but he, his legs are gone now. So I, I really think if we can get them under pressure. Uh, and I, I I don't see any reason we can't win. I don't think we'll win five 0 unfortunately. But uh, I, th- I think the damage was done in Amsterdam, uh, and I don't think that's retrievable. So that's. Uh, but I think as as we say, two point two million. I think someone says is the the, the price uh, for for a, a a win. We've got to go for that and try and get two point two million in the bank. That's at least the wages for a player uh, for a for a year. That's another matondo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're trying to be positive tonight, Craig. Come on, mate. <laughs> Kondo has been fucking slated in the comments today. By the way, um, there's too many to show, so I don't think that's um, a, a nice positive way to round off the pod. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we can't have enough Matondos. Genuinely, um, who can he see enough balls getting ran out the side of the park? Like I love that, um, Colin. We'll just finish off in the usual way. Predictions for Tuesday night, bud? I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers. Um, and I think I think if Saturday had went differently, Tuesday night was going to be a really tough game um, uh, for many different reasons, but most notably, I think the fans would have been finished. And this doesn't make everything better and make everything okay, but... Um, it's the first step to law, towards a long road of redemption and as you say this has to be four or five weeks consistently playing well and I think now that, well, for me anyway, I can't speak for the whole Rangers support, we're a, a mixed bunch um, to say the least but for me this shows that the players are willing um, to at least attempt to fight, whether we get there or no it's a different story but I think we've seen signs that we can maybe start turning this season around so 3-1 Rangers for me Magic Mason. Well, I had us to drop points yesterday, and that's uh, you know, Affili went wrong. But uh, no, I, I can see us winning two one Tuesday night. Um, I, I don't, I, I think Ajax are a good side. Don't get me wrong, but I think you know that we can gain, gain, get at them. Um, and 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 I hope we do. And yeah, look, Chris has just put in the comments there that I predicted a draw. So uh, about I'll say we're going to lose three 0 tomorrow, and we might we might get a result. But the, no, the performance I, I want us to you know we give Ajax way too much. Respect respect last time and uh and i want us to continue on this run and you know i've been very critical of the manager and it and you know i think just quickly curry did put a, a good point about the players playing for the manager yesterday and, and listening to the players and that was a real interesting point i thought they'd done that yesterday but they need to kick on it's all right doing it you know for 190 minutes they need to do it consistently consistently now brilliant and davy what's your thoughts on tuesday then 
well, as I say, yeah, Ajax, we've got to go out and press them. Uh, just a few things that have that's not been mentioned in the pod. I want I really want to bring. I don't want to put the pod on another t- twenty minutes, but um, is that, uh, it upset me a wee bit that Lundstrom coming out and saying if you, when you're playing against two banks of five, it's different. I don't agree with that. I think if you if you're playing the ball at pace the way we should be playing it, it doesn't matter how you're playing against eleven players. It doesn't matter how they set up. If you're playing at pace, you should be able to break even two bags of five. It's it's just the, the, the way, the slowness that we were playing football, uh, except for for uh, Saturday, that caused that. If we play that slow way against uh, Ajax, then we'll watch them chasing sh- shadows. So I think we've got to go out and press them, and uh, then I think we can beat them, and I'll go for 2-0. But we've got to go out and press them. Brilliant. So, uh, one of the benefits of uh, being the host for the night is means that I get to be the uh, guy with the last prediction. Um, I'm going for 5-0 Rangers. See if Rangers score in the first few minutes. Ibrox will start rocking. We'll get Manelos on. We'll get fucking Roof that's not even in the squad on. Um, and we'll do it. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I want Rangers to come away for this. Um, See if we can come away with any kind of positive performance and result. Job done for me. Um, for me, it's all about the league. Get through to the, the World Cup, start getting these players back, and we can start clawing back that title and we can get back to that 56 uh, that we're looking for. Um, and we can put that other mob back in the place. Because I actually seen them celebrating after their game the day, and it actually looked like, see when they used to do the old 10 in a row type thing? That's what it was like today, by the way. They think that it's one and it's not. Um, so on behalf of the, the pod, um, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and we are the people. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.